At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What is up, Lightbeams? This episode of The Know is brought to you by Cinderfit. In case you missed it, I started using Cinderfit blocks in my workouts, and I am absolutely loving them. Cinderfit is a design-oriented fitness brand based in Miami, 305, what it do, and they have created these awesome, versatile, weighted, and very chic cinder blocks that are a super asset to any gym or home workout. I can't wait to tell you all about my experience with them mid-episode, and you already know you are going to be able to use my unique promo code, NikkiSpo, when you check out at www.cinderfit.com. Thanks to Sana Skin Studio for supporting the No Podcast. Sana is a skin studio that is shifting the relationship with your skin and your products through goal-driven facials, real guidance, and clean skincare. Stay tuned for our promo code so you can receive $25 off of your first facial at Sana Skin Studio. Welcome to the No Podcast with me, Nikki Spo. Ladies and gentlemen, stand up and make some noise. I am just kidding. We are not at a heat game. No siree. Quite far from one. <laughs> nope, you're just here. You're listening to The Know, and I am your hostess, Nikki Spo. And today, we are continuing our mental health discussion with Dr. Rashna Buksani Mercury. And before I tell you about Doc, I want to remind you to subscribe to the show so you can stay in the um, know, obviously. And if you're feeling called to leave me a five-star rating and review, it would mean the world to me. So... Right. Dr. Rashna Buksani Mirpuri is a licensed mental health counselor practicing in Florida and the founder of Buksani Counseling Care. She also has an established career as a counselor in Dubai and the Cayman Islands and continues to help international clients via HIPAA-regulated video conferencing as a board-certified telemental health provider. She has practiced as a counselor for almost 20 years nationally and internationally in government, private practice, and school settings. Her approach to helping provides an empathetic, non-judgmental, and safe environment for clients to heal and become resilient through the therapeutic process. This resilience-based, client-centered approach to therapy allows her to empower clients to reclaim the inherent strength that lies within them. She aims to provide affordable, quality mental health support so that no individual or family suffers due to lack of access to such help. Before her work as a licensed mental health counselor, Dr. Rashna served as a counseling coordinator for 21 schools in the United Arab Emirates. Through her experiences, she has developed a keen awareness and understanding of the needs of young clients and their families. Specifically, she has extensive experience working with both teens and adults to overcome various challenges, including depression, anxiety, eating disorders, general life stresses, behavioral disturbances, per interpersonal conflicts, and marital family dysfunction. Dr. Rashna's greatest strength when delivering interventions is her multicultural counseling, counseling experience. She is especially empathetic to cultural dynamics in the context of mental health issues amongst clients. 
Through a close collaboration with the client, she supports them in the process of change and aids with improving their overall satisfaction with life. And additionally, her dialectic behavioral therapy certification has resulted in her keen ability to teach mindfulness, relaxation, and distress tolerance techniques that provide clients with the skills necessary to navigate challenging life events. She is also the author of a book, which we're going to talk about today, A Pint of Patience and a Dollop of Love. Dr. Roshna is an active member of the American Counseling Association, American Psychology Association, and the American Mental Health Counseling Association. I'm so excited to get started with Dr. Roshna today. Let's go. First question, Dr. Roshna, I want to ask you is what inspired you to pursue a career in your field? And how has that initial inspiration evolved over time? I think the desire to help Nikki is something that I feel some individuals are just born with, right? Like you you know that you want to do something to make a difference. You know you want to do something to to help people. So I knew that. Um, I didn't know that I was going to get into, uh, uh, you know, mental health, but I knew I wanted to work with people. And then, obviously, my past is from Dubai, and I'd grown up there, you know, did part of my college over there, and I realized that people don't have people to talk to because at that point, um, and that's, you know, a little bit about my journey, how the 21 schools came about, because even when I graduated and went back, there wasn't, mental health was not a thing. So, you know, I saw my friends suffer. I saw my friends' siblings suffer. I, I, I saw a lot of suffering around me and absolutely no help available. So that kind of drove this whole idea that I, I really want to change this. I, I want to get into something that that I can make a difference and I can help people. That's incredible. And so at what point did you say you were going to go into psychology specifically? So what happened is my journey actually started with me wanting to be a lawyer. Um, I was was very set on wanting to become a criminal lawyer in India and fight for women's rights. Um, that plan fell apart because, um, you know, I come from a conservative Indian family. So my dad was not very happy about me going and staying in India by myself and doing this. And so in college in Dubai, I ended up doing business because I'm from a business family, took psychology courses as electives, fell in love with it. And I said, okay, this is my path. This is what I want to pursue. And thus, you know, then went to Connecticut and then Boston to get my education done. You've been doing this for almost 20 years. Like, that's amazing. Um, how has your inspiration and I don't know, like the energy to keep doing it changed because like, or shifted, not necessarily changed, but shifted, evolved, you know, like, I think it's, it's hard, right? This is hard work that, that people like you are doing. You know, it takes a lot of energy to, to be doing it. Um, especially when you see a lot of suffering. So how have you continued? How, how, how have you moved through the, the profession over a period of 20 years. My journey started in Dubai. So I, I, I finished studying. I went back to Dubai and, uh, you know, was with a school and then ended up with the 21 schools. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it because um, I enjoyed working with... So the, the, the 21 schools had, uh, Nikki, um, from... Uh, American schools, British schools, Indian schools, Arab schools, right? So the the whole cultural diversity and understanding of the problems that may be unique to certain cultures and still underlying problems that are same for every everyone. 
I enjoyed that journey, uh, Nikki, and I did a lot of um, outreach at that point. So I worked with television, I worked with radio because I really wanted to work to remove the stigma in the UAE about, you know, with regards to mental health. So, and what is the stigma, though, over there versus over here? Do you think it's different? No, it's the same. It's the same. Here's the thing. I think there are, there are cultures that are more societal than individualistic, right? So you have a, a culture that's more societal where your, you know, your primary worry is, okay, what are people going to say? Yeah. That's when the stigma is more pronounced. But even amongst cultures, like, you know, where really the individual is important, you'll still see people and families not wanting to opt for for mental health help, right? So so I think the stigma is there everywhere. Now over there, um, just, you know, the 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 Muslim culture, um, and, and it's a very expat culture, uh, especially in Dubai. Uh, you know, Dubai is predominantly expat populations. It's, you know, within your expat communities, then it becomes very difficult and you're like, okay, I don't want to be seen uh, getting mental health help, right? So, uh, th- you know, and... This is what I've been fighting with, uh, fighting for since I have started my journey. We are okay with somebody having cancer, diabetes, high blood pressure. We're just not okay with depression, anxiety. And here's the thing, Nikki. I keep telling everyone, if you take care of that, chances are your physical health will follow. But the problem is that we focus so much on our physical health, not worrying about mental health. And thus, then we have these chronic conditions that just keep going on. The body keeps the score. I'm sure. I'm sure you've read the book. The body keeps the score, but it's like it's like a real thing. I mean, look, you know, like Dr. Rajna, I've never pretended. You know, I, I was walking my dog once in my neighborhood, and um, a neighbor said to me, "Oh, so you have a podcast now? So, like, do you even have a background in psychology?" I was like, "No, man, I don't. I don't have a background in psychology. Like, I'm. I just like to have like great conversations with great people." But like, there's an element of this where I'm like, but I, I know people like I can see, I see people and I don't think it takes like, I don't think you, it takes a rock. It might take a license to practice and like formally help people, but I think people are people and we all, we can see each other, you know what I mean? And that's what this podcast is all about is coming to a place where we can like really have these beautiful and open conversations and come to a place of really seeing each other and knowing ourselves for who we believe ourselves to be and stepping into that. Um, I do a lot of training. So, you know, because I obviously with the 21 schools, I was in a supervisory situation. And then now with my team, um, you know, because I have a team of therapists at Baksani Care. And um, I always tell them that, listen, you can be, you can train, you can have the skills, you can have the best CBT skills and DBT skills. If you don't have basic human compassion, you, you know, and compassion to me is, is higher than empathy because compassion truly is about going out there wanting to, you know, you feel the emotions of a person. And, and, and that to me, Nikki, makes the biggest difference of a great therapist and a good therapist, right? So I agree. It's ultimately the person um, because I, I I could have all the skills in the world and I'm just going to be an average therapist or I could have skills, but I could really go at it with, with compassion and 
uh, with the right intention. And that's when I'm going to make the difference. Absolutely. So I also want to be clear for our listeners and for our audience, you know, and I always kind of give this disclosure that Dr. Roshna is not my personal therapist. Um, I've never worked with her um, personally, you know, and um, I came to know her and loved what she was about. And that's why we decided that this would be a really good fit for for both of our respective audiences. And so something that I also like to say is like, and it comes back to this idea that like, no, I'm not a therapist. No, I'm not psychologically trained. No, I'm not any of this. So like when I talk about like the things that I've read, like the body keeps the score that were like these books I talked about, um, what was it the other day? What happened to you? You know, when it was with Oprah and and she had a psychologist also write the book with her. It's like, these are like a lot of what I say is like a regurgitation of what I've learned through other therapists through the years that I now get to bounce ideas off of with other therapists that I bring onto the show or other professionals, medical professionals in the industry. And I love having the opportunity and the access to be able to do this and bring it to bring it to people like in a way that um, hello is free. Like it's free. Like podcasts are free. You know, we don't have enough people talking about this. So to, to me, I am grateful. If you're talking about this stuff, we need to address this stuff. We need to talk about this. There are people struggling. Their families falling apart there. There are children who are really in dire straits and we're not talking about this stuff. So I actually am very grateful. Thank you. You know, and I was talking to um, a family member just yesterday and, you know, another family member is like is is likely going to pass on soon. And I'm like, hey, you know, you should really talk to a therapist about it. And this person that I'm addressing is much, much older than me. And this person says like, oh, no, 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 I'm not going to I'm I'm not going to get therapy. And I said, well, but why? And the person said, no, you know, like I've I've been dealing with it all my life. Like I'm just I, you know, it is what it is. And I'm thinking just because we've been dealing with something all our lives doesn't mean that that okay and that you have to continue to like at any age you can really go and and like shift your life like you don't have to it's like living with chronic pain like you don't have to live with chronic pain i just did a segment on women's intimate health sexual health like women who have had babies that they're experiencing prolapse like just because that's what your mom did doesn't mean that you have to continue you have to do that like and it's the same thing and we're gonna get into your parenting book but like you know this idea that um like well this is what my parents did so and I turned out okay. And like, so I'm going to keep doing what they do. It's like, once we know better, we do better. So let's know better and do better. So that leads us into like your book. So let's talk about your book. Um, it's called A Pint of Patience and a Dollop of Love. And it's centered around parenting, right? It is. So it's actually, that book came about because I used to write, when I was with the 21 schools, I had columns in both the major newspapers in Dubai. And um, it was parenting columns. And I would re really write about what I saw. So, you know, what worked, what didn't work. And I would I would put that into columns. And this book, Nikki, is is uh, a product of that. So I, I took those articles and I kind of compiled it into making this book. And I, I you know, the reason for the name is because it's like a recipe book. I, I don't want people to read it from cover to cover. Because it doesn't apply to everyone, right? So I can keep it as a resource for, oh, now I have a tween. I don't know what to do with this. Or, oh, my 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 toddler or my, uh, you know, not toddler, a little bit older, elementary school kid is lying to me or stealing. What do I do with those things? So you pick up the book as and when you need it through the developmental journey of your kid. 
Right. Like today I want spaghetti. Like today I'm craving spaghetti, like, but I don't want it tomorrow. Like tomorrow may I might, I might need to have like a really good salad. <laughs> yeah, no, but I'm like, and I'm, I'm making that analogy, but it's like for people to like actually let that sink in, I think is really important. I think we read, um, and as a mother myself, like I have three children, I'm like, I read a parenting book looking for the answer. I'm like, I want the answer. I want the answer now. Like, I want the answer now. Like, how do I do it? How do I get, how do I become the good parent? Like the good parent is evolving. Like, I don't know, you know, like I was going to say as a disclaimer, there is no right and wrong. Uh, Nikki, every, you know, I, I've worked in my span of these 22 years with so many families and so many parents and majority of them really want to do the best for their for their children right so i think you know even though this is these are tools doesn't mean that it's going to work for your child because i think the first step is to understand your child and to understand yourself yes oh my gosh can we say that again the first step is to understand your child and to understand yourself oh my gosh that's major don't if i don't know myself and if I don't know why I react a certain way or why something triggers me, um, I'm not going to do anything about it. And then I'm going to keep believing that, oh, the child is bringing this. No, no, it's really me. It's stuff from my past. It's my baggage that I'm bringing into this relationship with my child. So I really do need to. And, you know, going back to something that you said about, about um, therapy and why people don't. I think what people need to understand is really, in the true sense, therapy is a journey into yourself. A journey to understand yourself, thus making everything better around you, right? So because if I if I know myself, my relationships are better, my work environment is better, um, you know, everything kind of flows as long as I have an understanding of self. And that's the journey of therapy. Do you know that like the no, like the, the 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 reason why this show is called The No, like at first people were like, oh, it's in the no. It's not in it's not in the no. It's not. It's not about knowing everything. It's about like the deep inner knowing within ourselves. Like and I think a lot of people are searching for that without even knowing. And like to your point that like the reluctance to like go into therapy and you can give me your professional feedback on this is like, that's scary. Sometimes that's really scary. Like we don't want to, like, like we don't want to, I, I am, I'm putting my hands up. Like I'm blocking something. Like I don't want to come into myself and deal with those things. It's easier to operate on autopilot, even if autopilot sucks. Absolutely. And I'll tell you one more thing that I think, uh, you know, people worry about. So when, when we, the whole world of mental health is designed around disorders right yeah if you're coming to therapy there's something wrong with you yeah and that's i think what puts people away that's a problem okay i'm broken i'm broken with me right yeah there isn't and i think that's what people need to understand that i i don't need to be broken there doesn't need to be something wrong with me i can go on this beautiful journey um within you know within myself to understand myself again to heal from any past traumas and we all have traumas right so anything from my childhood from my past that has that has shaped me into being the person that I am today and have better relationships in the future 
also, because I do a lot of couples counseling too, and I tell couples this all the time, it is a beautiful journey. It's a beautiful journey for couples to embark on together. Yeah. Because to enhance that understanding, to enhance that acceptance of each other, it doesn't have, your relationship does not need to be broken to come into uh, therapy, even as couples. So I think that's where people get stuck and they're like, no, no, but what are you saying? That there's something wrong with me? No, but that doesn't have to be. When it comes to like doing therapy with two people, right? Like both people have to be open to it. And like genuinely open, not like I'm going to go because he wants me to go or she wants me to go or I'm going to sit here and I'm going to check the box of like, yes, okay, I was there. But like actually really like be committed to like open-mindedness. I don't know, like open-mindedness over everything, right? Like just being open to the ideas. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I use the Gottman method. Honestly, I think one of the most profound sessions that we have is session number two, right? So session number one is when we bring, you know, the couples come in together. And then session number two is is individually with both, you know, with, uh, with the partners. And that's where we assess the, you know, what is your commitment to this process? And really, if one of them is checked out or if one of them is not, it's not going to work. Absolutely right. Both people need to have that commitment towards bringing change. Hold the phone, you guys. I want to take a break so I can tell you all about Cinderfit, my new best friend in the gym. Okay, so it's no secret. I work out like a lot and I work out in a lot of different ways because, well, I like to keep things exciting and new and fresh and different. Enter the Cinderfit block. Listen, I am pretty strong physically and emotionally, duh. And these blocks come in a range of weights that I'm using to add some versatility to my workouts. There's a lot that goes into my thought process when I'm making purchasing decisions. Everything in my home and my life has to be functional. If it doesn't have a function, I don't want it. But I think it's also no secret that I'm really into aesthetics. I like things to also look nice. So I love that Cinderfit has created a stylish, design-oriented and functional product. Basically, it's like a gym in a block. I don't know if y'all saw, but I stacked my 15 and 25 pound blocks in my home gym and they're actually like pretty and functional. So I love them. I've been sumo squatting, deadlifting, bicep curling, mountain climbing, like the workout obviously, no, I'm not climbing any literal mountains in Miami. I've been tricep dipping, Russian twisting, and I can even attach resistance bands to these bad boys and do all kinds of resistance training with them. I'm having fun, seriously. I also love that Cinderfit has all kinds of supplemental videos on their site so I can get a high intensity training workout in, some sculpting and even some flow-based inspiration when I need it. Whether you are a beginner or you're doing advanced workouts, you're going to be able to use the Cinderfit block and I'm not even kidding you guys, it can easily replace all of your workout equipment. You know, I've got the hookup and I love to share all my great finds with you guys. So for a limited time, you'll be able to get free shipping on these um, heavy bad boys with my code NikkiSpo when you order your Cinderfit block at www.cinderfit.com. Summer is coming. I legit think of Game of Thrones every time I say that. You know when they say like winter is coming in Game of Thrones and I think it's like a thing? Well, here in Miami, summer is coming and we need to get ready, folks. Go to cinderfit.com and order yours like right now, right now. I want to take a minute to thank our sponsors, Sana Skin Studio. 
The best way for me to describe sauna is that it feels like coming home. Unlike traditional facials, sauna's facials are rooted in education, and I love this so much. Every experience I've had at sauna has been a chance to learn more about my skin and its needs. I love that the facials are effective while also being accessible enough to be a monthly ritual rather than a yearly splurge. I'm honored to be able to provide our audience with a promo code. Use the code THENOGLOW for $25 off of your first facial at sauna when booking via saunaskinstudio.com. I've been through like every type of therapy because like for a long time I was like, I really truly believe Dr. Roshna that I was like bad. You know, and, like the messaging that I received as like a child, an adolescent, a young adult was like bad. You're bad. Like you're bad. Like all of my mistakes made me bad. You know, like, you know how like you say, okay, maybe those choices weren't my, weren't my best choices, but like I identified as my choices being bad, making me bad. Right. So I honestly, like, and I have a full disclosure. I'm very honest about my, my own mental health journey. And I'm not saying this in, in a way for it to be a therapy session for me. This is not, but I know that when I share like personal tidbits of my own life, people are like, damn, like I can relate to that, you know? So I share that in that context, right? I share this in that context. I've been to like every type of therapist. I've been to talk therapy. I've been to DBT. I've been to CBT. I've been to hypnotherapy. I've been to, Gott I've done the Gottman method. I've done like all different, I've been on, I've been to psychiatrists. I've been after, especially after my um, postpartum times, like I've, I've taken medication to help me through those moments. I have no shame in my game when it comes to like addressing mental health. And I really, really, really want to like normalize the conversation around it because I'm here, man, I want to live a good life, Dr. Rosh, and I want to live a happy life, you know, and that doesn't mean that everything's happy, but that means that I can get through things with like more confidence, ease, and and joy. And move towards contentment, move towards that peace, right? But how am I going to get How are we going to get there? Have chaos. And, and listen, no chaos. I didn't bring this chaos onto myself, right? Right, right. Any client who walks in they're, they have situations that presented in their lives that resulted in them having this chaos. So to move from that chaos to that contentment, sometimes you just need that help um, to be able to do that. And that's really what, what therapy is. Absolutely. No matter what technique you use. Honestly, um, Nikki, you know, you, you've mentioned some um, of, you know, the most... Um, you know, evidence-based practices that we have in our field. But at the end of the day, what research has also found is there's, there's really no one technique that's better than the other. And the technique itself only accounts for 30% of the growth or the change that we see in the client, right? So it's really that 70%, which is majority of it, is the relationship, is the trust, is the, you know, what happens in that session between the therapist and the client. So that's so profound, um, you know, so, and I, I, I often smile uh, when somebody comes into a session with me, the first session, and they're like, okay, so I'm sorry, so what have you certified in? And I'll go through the speed with them because I'll tell them exactly what my certifications are. And then I'll tell them this because I'll tell them, listen, you know what? It doesn't even matter because if you don't like me, if you don't connect with me, if you don't feel that you can walk out of your having some hope, that things are going to be different, don't come back because I'm not going to be able to help you. Right. Okay. So that brings me to another thing that like I didn't even have on my mind before until you brought it up. Um, so like 
I hear a lot of complaints from friends and just people in general. Like it's so hard to find a therapist and it's almost like dating. Like you need to get a dating app. You need to get a therapist app to see if you like match with the therapist. Well, you know, and it's hard. Like thank, thank goodness, you know, and here's another thing. And when I, I mentioned this in my introduction of you is that like that you're passionate about bringing affordable care to people. But like I like full transparency can access the best care. I can act, I have resources. I have the money to access the best care. That's not lost on me. I'm grateful for it. It's not lost on me. So I can, I can immediately narrow down like who are the, who people are the top of the field who don't take insurance, by the way, that like can get me the help that I need. But that's not the reality. Like that's not the reality for the majority of the people. So like, I, you know, it, 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 you know, it makes me, it upsets me a little bit. And more than anything, I'm like, oh, I feel how frustrating that could be for people because you have to like spend all this time and money and energy and like seeing a seeing a therapist within working hours, right? Like essentially business hours to do this for yourself. And how do you find the right person? Right. So there's there's two parts to this this thing. One is there's I think there is a systematic issue, right? Now, Nikki, I come from originally India and then, of course, lived in Dubai, right? Um, and we really didn't have access. We don't have insurances covering mental health. Now, you know, we have meant very, very little, but we do have mental health available, uh, help available in the UAE, but it's it's too expensive because there's no insurances covering it most people can't really afford it. They can't go, right? Here, insurances, most of your major insurances actually cover mental health. <laughs> the issue is this. We don't have enough mental health professionals for the number of people seeking help. Why? Because as a field, Nikki, we, we don't get paid. We have to increase the pay. We just do. Insurances have to pay more to mental health therapists so that more people can get into the field. The, it's like everything. Right. The un- teachers. <laughs> exactly. Because the unfortunate thing is after you go through this gruesome process of years and years of, of you know, education and then internship and then, um, you know, all these licensure exams and then keeping up your licensure because you have to take all the CEUs and then insurance companies pay you this much. And you're thinking, okay, what did I do? So then you're talking, and and the the rate of burnout, because it's a difficult job, like you first, um, you know, rightly said, it's stressful, it's draining. So to do that and to provide for your family, really, there has to be a systematic change. So that's one thing, that we don't have enough people for the number of people asking for help, right? Um, The other thing, is about finding the right therapist. And I I think that is a trial and error process. I don't I don't see a way around it, Nikki, because you know, it's only when you are in that room and when you talk to that person that you know in your gut that I know in my gut. Right. That this is the right person or this is not. Like I know within like five minutes of talking to exactly. the person. I was going to say a lot of therapists, including Batsani here, we we do these 15 minute consultations. And the reason we do that is because of that, right? Because we understand that you, as as a client, you have to feel that connection. Because 
for me, I I connect with almost all my clients, right? Because I I really just am very passionate. I love what I do, Nikki. So for me, when somebody walks in, my whole purpose is I need I need to help this person. But the client has to feel that connection with me. And unfortunately, that is a trial and error process where, you know, take make use of that 15-minute con- consult so that you're not wasting an hour. Well, everybody's time, right? Like, it's everybody's time. Like, I don't want to waste my time. Like, my time is valuable too. You know, as a client, like, my time is valuable. You as a professional, your time is valuable. So definitely. Um, I also, I want to talk about like the CBT and DBT because I know that you have, you do have your certification with CBT and I've done all of them. <laughs> so but like, I want, do you know what's my favorite though? Because you meant the CBT and DBT, but my favorite is actually ACT. The AC- oh, I've not. See, I haven't done that. Okay. So ACT is little, little bias there, but ACT is acceptance and commitment therapy. And um, it really comes um, from, so So Steve Hayes uh, went to India, studied uh, mindfulness, Hindu, like, you know, he, he studied the concepts and came back and, and uh, you know, has, has uh, created this therapeutic approach, which really, you know, I, I think every approach takes a little bit from CBT and then adds in a little bit of their own. And I think that acceptance part is extremely powerful because there are situations in my life that I cannot change. And I keep fighting and fighting and fighting with those situations. And what what acceptance and commitment really teaches you, um, one of of the things and and one of the key uh, things it teaches you is acceptance of, okay, I understand that I would rather not have this in my life but fighting with it is only going to make me stay in that space. So I do have to accept. I do, you know, have to build that acceptance about situations, about people, about myself. And I can find a way forward. So that's kind of my favorite. So for the people who don't know, you know, who might be listening to this and thinking, oh, my gosh, this is a lot of information. You know, we covered we talked about the Gottman method. We're, ta- we're throwing out letters like CBT and DBT. Like, 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 let's just break it down for those people because we want them to leave here understanding what options they have, what might be best for them, like if they're listening to this. So the Gottman method, like in, in, a, in a short nutshell, what is the Gottman method? Couples counseling. It's, it's really enhancing communication in relationships um, because what Gottman, the Gottmans found through research, and really it's the only evidence-based practice that we have in couples therapy, right? So, right. Um, and what they found with the, you know, with the tons of research they, they've done is when, you know, couples can get through major life hurdles, but if the communication breaks down, then that's it, right? Mm-hmm. That's really what affects relationships and, and affects them very negatively. So, that's you, you, everything. It's a very skill based. It's a very I love the cotton method because it's it's not you're you're not talking as a therapist. I'm not talking at my clients, right? Right. They are doing the work in the session, and I'm kind of there, guiding. coaching and guiding them through this. So it's it's beautiful. Um, but really enhancing communication and relationships. And I've actually used the Gottman method when I'm dealing with any sort of relationship. So sometimes I'll have a parent and a child come in. And there you go. I'm teaching them, um, you know, ways of of communicating that you're not attacking, you're not defensive, and all. so. 
Four Horsemen. Oh my gosh. I did it. But for, for those of you listening, I have a whole other episode like that just solely focuses on the Gottman method. But like one of the things that we do talk about is the Four Horsemen and um, how um, I'm going to use a symbolic word deadly <laughs> that can be to those can be to um, a relationship. But yes. Yeah, so like so it is there is a is a communication element to it. And like the Gottman method is really primarily focusing on that. What about like, what's the difference between DBT and CBT? Okay, so CBT is cognitive behavior therapy. That's really one of the original um, therapeutic models that we had. Uh, very practical, very hands-on. What it does is it, 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 it's in the name. So cognitive behavior. So what it does is it helps you change negative thought patterns and it helps you change your behavior, right? We, we generally tend to start with behavior because behavior is the easiest for me to change. Um, and then we work on the thought patterns. And the idea is that if we do that, the emotions follow, right? Because I'll see a difference in my emotions. So that's, um, you know, a CBT in the most basic and traditional sense. DBT is dialectical behavior therapy. And that was created uh, by Marshall Linehan. She, and it, it really started for people with personality disorders and primarily borderline personality. And Nikki, I think you and I have to do a full show on personality disorders because that is a huge thing. I'm writing it down. Most people, when they come to us for depression, for anxiety, for, um, you know, I, I, I have a brain fog, I can't focus. It's really coming from a personality disorder because I believe that they are way more people with personality disorders than we actually, you know, care to acknowledge. Not everybody has a personality disorder, but they have personality disorder traits. Mm -hmm. They have traits that, that then, but what's glaring to us is the depression and anxiety. But root cause is, I was abandoned as a child. I was not, you know, my, my needs were not taken care of. Uh, or, uh, you know, I, I, I went through the severe trauma as a kid. And, and so there are these, these issues with personality that we really have to acknowledge because the, the issue is this, Nikki, if I, don't, if I don't deal with that, it doesn't matter what I'm doing for my depression, anxiety, it's not going to work. Yes, you're right. You're right. It's superficial. So that's why. But this, so DBT primarily started for people with borderline personality. Uh, and Marsha Linehan herself struggles with borderline personality. That's why she kind of developed this. And again, a very skill-based approach. Um, you have four, um, you know, modules of, of uh, DBT. You have the mindfulness, uh, emotional dysregulation, distress tolerance, interpersonal effectiveness, and really it, it gives you skills. Because what happens with, with people with borderline personality is that they get very dysregulated when they feel insecure. So my boyfriend is not answering my phone. I've texted him. He, oh my gosh. Does this he is a theoretical situation, guys. Right. right. And uh, so it, right. And it's so, um, why is he answering the phone? Does he not love me? Oh my gosh. Am I an unlovable person? Oh gosh, he's going to leave me. How am I? Okay. There I've, I've catastrophized. Yeah. Catastrophized. Yes. I've, I've made this. And the result of that is I feel anxious. So now I am going to get treated for anxiety without realizing, okay, hold on a second. But yeah. these, these 
this perspective, this skewed perspective, this thought pattern is not coming from anxiety. It's really coming from from my childhood stuff. A thought pattern established in childhood. Exactly. Based on circumstances and the thing like, right? Because like when we're children, we don't know. We fill in the blanks. We like, we we don't know the storyline of our adult, the adults in our lives. So we just fill in the blanks of whatever we've been, whatever but, we have in our brains. Absolutely. And so what dialectic behavior therapy does is it teaches you skills. Okay, how do I stay in that moment of distress? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, instead of um, um, self harm, you know, because now, oh my gosh, I'm, you know, it's it's so difficult for me to to bear this anxiety that I need to fix it. So I'm going to do something to hurt myself because you know we've seen a lot of people borderline engage in self harm behaviors. Or I'm going to I'm going to consistently call my boyfriend because you know till till he picks up the phone, and then sure enough, the boyfriend's going to leave you because. Now he thinks this, okay, this this is crazy. Like, why are you doing that, right? So this, so dialectic behavior therapy gives you skills, teaches you how to manage those really difficult moments in addition to mindfulness, teaching you some practices of mindfulness. Um, and, you know, people often, uh, when when we talk about mindfulness, they think we're talking about meditation. Yes, correct. But, but it isn't. Meditation is one way of practicing mindfulness. There's a whole host of ways. One of the most important concepts of mindfulness is in a non-judgmental fashion. I love that. So being able to absorb whatever without judgment and really, really difficult to do. Um, So difficult. Being present, again, very difficult to do because as human beings, we're programmed to live in the future or live in the past. And both those states bring about a lot of anxiety, right? Because this example that I just gave you about the girlfriend who's who's stressed, it's like, oh my gosh, but nobody's going to love me. I mean, you know what? I'm, she's going to break up with me. I'm going to be alone. That's the story, right? Right. So, but in this present moment, I'm just not programmed to live in that present moment. So, what mindfulness teaches you through um, various techniques, including meditation, is how to be present. Yes, I love that. So I want to talk, Dr. Rashna, really quickly because this came up for me. Obviously, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's scary, right? Like I immediately had like I had my own like re- re- gut reaction to like personality disorder. Like I th- I listened to a podcast on this other show that I love. It's called Call Her Daddy and it's very raunchy show, but she's evolving and she's like, I love her for who she is. I listen to this Alex Cooper all the time. I love her delivery. I love her style. I love the way that she interviews. And her show has really gone from something like a a 20-something-year-old sex life into talking about things that are like really important in terms of mental health and how to be treated and what to look for in relationships. And she's talking about like real adult things. And I loved witnessing her evolution. And so I listen to this woman a lot. And she recently had on a guest with a, um, a personality disorder. And it was so refreshing to hear her speak about her journey because I'm like, she gave, she's a celebrity, right? And she gave like a really normal face to something that feels really scary. Like, obviously I had a visceral reaction. I'm like, personality disorder. Oh no. Like, like, no, it's not that. It's not that. It's not that big. Like it's. It might be big. There might be big consequences and results and whatever from 
having untreated personality disorders, but like, oh, what a relief that like this is normal-ish. Absolutely. And can I tell you something? It is no different than somebody struggling with anything else. So if I'm sad excessively and I go and seek help because, or when I'm going through postpartum and I go and seek help, it's very similar, Nikki. So there are no, um, you know, when we when we think about uh, situations that people go through, right? Because I don't even really like using the word disorder. So when when we think about these challenges that people go through, there's no one challenge that's that's bigger or more grave than the other. That person, that's a challenge, and let's deal with it, right? When you come into me, you, you know, and and. Uh, one of the questions that I was reading, um, uh, you know, that that you wanted to discuss with me is that, you know, what are some, um, let me phrase it correctly. Let me just read it from here. Um, how do you handle a challenging or difficult patient? And really my answer to that was there are no challenging or difficult patients. There are challenging and difficult situations that these are in. And really, it doesn't matter what they come in as symptoms. We have to help them navigate that. And personality is just one other symptom that we have to help help them navigate. Um, it's no different than anything else that people come in with. I love hearing that. And I hope that that brings people a lot of hope and like like some silver lining, if you will, because like I think it's I think when a lot of people think about going out to get help, like it feels so overwhelming and daunting and scary. And I think that by having more and more of these conversations, I'm hoping that we can shift that a little bit. Um, and I think that like my generation and the generation like that's coming after me, like these kids are woke, they're awake, they're, not, they're like into it, they know. I'm like, yes, young king, yes, young queen, like you take care of you. I love to see it. And I think that just like, you know, inter the internet, TikTok, I mean, Instagram can has so many like negative things, but it, for one, for one thing, it is bringing a lot of access to information that wouldn't otherwise be discussed publicly. And, you know, I'm grateful for that. And and I'm grateful to, to this platform and I'm grateful, like, because think about it, like, even if without it, like I might not have come cross paths with you, you know, like there's so many people that I might not have crossed paths with, like, had it not be for, for like, absolutely. And, absolutely. and Nikki, I told you this, you know, even when we started that for me as, um, a therapist and and a therapist who's on a journey to to really er eradicate to the best way possible the stigma surrounding mental health and and you know have people reach out. Um, I am truly grateful for people who are having these conversations because we really do have to normalize it. We do. You have to understand that we're all going to have some challenges in our lives. No one is devoid of that, right? So um, you. When, you know, coming into uh, a, a therapeutic, a safe environment, a non-judgmental environment where you're working with someone to really navigate those challenges, I think is a beautiful experience, an experience that I wish every human being could have, um, you know, to gain that self-awareness. Because again, you know, to find that contentment or what we talk about self-actualization, it cannot happen till I have an understanding of myself. That's and right. You know, an understanding of self cannot happen 
unless I really deal with some of those difficulties yeah, that's right. that have happened in my past, I really do need to navigate. I need to heal from those things. And then I need to become the best version of myself. Dr. Rashna, I'm so thankful to have you on the show. I, I've loved my time chatting with you. I know that we're, you know, like I always say, like, even if we help one person today, like, I feel like we'll have done something really, really special. Yeah. But I, I don't think we're just helping one person. I think that we're going to be helping like so, so many people. And I'm so grateful for you, everybody. This is Dr. Rashna Buksani Mirpuri. And Dr. Rashna, where can we find you? Where can people find you? Several ways. Um, you can follow us on social media. Um, I I have a team that does a phenomenal job uh, posting mental health awareness stuff. Um, so Baksani Care is our social handle. Uh, BaksaniCare.com. So that's our website. You can uh, request to book an appointment through that. Um, or you can call the office. And uh, the number is 786-808-HOPE. Um, because I believe hope is very very big if i if if people can leave my office with that hope i know that they're going to bring change so um but they can call they can you can you can email us uh rachna at baksanicare.com or admin at baksanicare.com you can reach us to our website you can reach us through our socials so lots of ways amazing thank you so much for your time dr rashna baksani Mirpuri. we're so grateful to have you here we're so grateful for your energy and all of the love and compassion that you bring to your profession and I hope that you just continue to shine light on all these things that are super important so that we can all find the best versions of ourselves. Thank you. I truly appreciate it and I truly appreciate your initiative. What is up, Truth Speakers? Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The No, brought to you by Cinderfit, my new favorite piece of workout equipment, which can easily replace all of your existing workout stuff because no one likes clutter. You can pretty much do it all fitness-wise with a Cinderfit block. So, like I said earlier, summer is coming. It's time to get your fitness game on so you're feeling great, not just for summer, but for life. Get free shipping on your heavy Cinderfit block for a limited time by using my code NikkiSpo when you check out at www.cinderfit.com. Enjoy! This podcast was brought to you by Sana Skin Studio. Be sure to use my code, the no glow, for $25 off of your first facial at Sana when booking via sanaskinstudio.com. More than a skin studio, Sana is a movement towards healthier skin and self love. Thank you so much for listening to the no. If you loved this episode, go ahead and share it with a friend. Words are so powerful, and someone may need to hear what we covered today. And if you really loved this episode, please take a moment to rate the show and leave a review. Your comments are so important and valued, and they give other listeners insight on what to expect on The Know. You can connect with me personally via Instagram at Nikki Sap Spo and The Know with Nikki Spo. My hope for you today is that you are fearless in looking inward so that you can be your highest, most authentic self and go after the life of your dreams. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose.
Parker, engineering your success.